Hi, I'm Rob, and this is another episode of Rewind and Review. As always, I'm joined by the part-time swashbuckler, Jason. That's me. I don't know if I'm a pirate or like an adventurer guy. I <laughs> want a sword. Give me a sword. Absolutely. Uh, welcome to Rewind Review, the retrospective podcast where we have a look at an existing property from the past, delve into its legacy, discuss how it's held up over time, and even give our own personal experiences. Did we watch it as a kid or sometime later in our lives? This episode of Rewind and Review will look at the fantasy adventure comedy film, which found itself in its mid-30s, turning <laughs> 35 years old in 2022. So we are a few months behind, but um, close enough. Absolutely. So as you wish, it may be inconceivable, uh, but we are rewinding, of course, to the year 1987. Prepare to die. No. Swinging 60s, here I come, baby, yeah! Go back to then. When? Now. 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 Ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. There's definitely a very slim chance we'll survive. Nineteen eighty-seven. Um, it's the year. Um, it's the year that we're covering today. And in that year, we got the kissing movie, The Princess Bride, directed and co-produced by Rob Reiner. Um, the Princess Bride was adapted by William Goldman from his nineteen seventy-three novel of the same name. Preserving the novel's metafictional narrative style, the movie presents the story as a book being read by a grandfather to his sick grandson, played by Peter Falk and Fred Savage, respectively. Now, this is um, a fairy tale adventure about a beautiful young woman named Princess Buttercup, played by Robin Wright, um, and her one true love, a swashbuckling farmhand named Wesley, uh, who's played by Carrie Ewers. Ewers? Ewers? Jason? What's the pronunciation of his name? I don't know, but I feel like his name's come up before and we did this exact We thing. do it every um, single time, but we all know what who we're he gonna is. Do, what we're going to do is just never say his name again. Ever, ever again. His name, his name is Wesley or his name is his Robert Men in Tights. Um, um, so, yeah. <laughs> Wesley, accompanied by companions, befriended along the way, must battle the evils of the mythical kingdom of Florin to be reunited with Buttercup after years of separation yeah. and save her from the odious prince Humperdinck, who's played <laughs> by Chris Sarandon. Yes, uh, be warned, if you haven't seen The Princess Bride yet, um, but you do want to, go watch it first before listening to this episode, uh, because we're going to be talking spoilers. You know, what's our personal experience with this movie? Jason, do you want to tell us yours? What's your connection oh, right. to this so, one? Look, I, in preparation for this, I <laughs> rewatched this movie. Um, prior to that, I had watched this <laughs> once. Just once? once. Wow. Um, it, was, it, was, it was in the early days of, of high school. So maybe, maybe year Ooh. eight, maybe year 10, around yeah. that kind of mark. So young yeah, teen, okay. um, I was, watched this. That's the that's the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. All right. So actually, interestingly, um, I had not seen this movie at all. Um, that's now, so unlike you. I know. I usually watch all of them. Hey, it's weird. I, um, like, now, yeah. 
<laughs> but I um no honestly I everybody kept on saying to me like over all the years you know I've been around for quite a many many a year Jason um that you know I should go watch this movie now I keep on getting it mixed up with um like the Princess Diaries and I'm probably going to mix mix that up sometime during this episode sure the other day you were like hey we still doing Princess are we still Diaries recording Princess Diaries and yeah like, absolutely um and Hathaway, I didn't know we were doing that. But, but yes. um, anyway, maybe <laughs> So honestly, I thought I'd already seen this movie because of that. You know, I just for some reason I thought it was the same bloody movie, but it's not. So I've seen it once. Um, so I watched it once to prepare for this this uh, episode. Um, so I'm watching it. Uh, I'm coming to this as a 37 year old man watching it for the very first time. Um, so prepare yourself. Prepare yourselves to die. To die. <laughs> I know some like I actually know a handful of people that and then mm. look everything's subjective, it's all good. But um there are some people I know that like legitimately this is one of, if not all time favorite movies. Like it's in that yeah. conversation with some people where they're just like it's just mm. it brings them joy, they just love it so much. It's it's yeah. it's it's wild. It's wild too. There are some people and again, even like across the board, I mean there are heaps of people that I, I mean, like yourself, like your wife, who mm. I've spoken to about this movie, and they've looked at me like, oh, we don't know what that movie is, never watched it. So <laughs> this isn't like widespread, mm. swept the nation kind of stuff. But for those who, I guess, mm. did experience it, did fall in love with it, yeah. um, they, yeah, it's a, it's a big one for them. I mean, the reason I think we actually did end up doing this, and it, it's been a long time coming, mm. but, and, forgive me listener valuable person whoever you are we received a request once to do this and i was waiting for i was waiting for an anniversary to to do it um and then we got to yeah. a point where we actually um we meant to do it at the end of 2022 so we're basically we getting this one in now mm -hmm. and we can start 2023 we can indeed Goodness. Goodness. coming off with this year coming off a substantial hiatus and we're now almost at the middle of the year um now Unintentional, but it happened but um so this this movie like if yeah like i said i've seen it once but the the quotes in it um i and the meme meme ability of it you know i'm i'm quite familiar with some of that you know that more um cult following stuff you know so when i was watching it i was yeah it was quite quite fun to see all the little the quotes and um you know those those lines that everybody knows or throws at you even though you haven't seen the movie it was really yeah it was interesting to see them pop up i didn't realize it was uh this movie where uh you know montoya or Tantana or whatever his name is says um you know i don't think you know what that means like i don't think yeah that you know that what that word means or something like that and i've seen that in memes everywhere and it was just yeah it was cool to, cool to see it in a movie um i, I like how that's the quote you go to not the not the, oh, yeah, like, prepare to die. Yeah, <laughs> inconceivable. You know, that, that as well. These have been thrown at me over all the years. Inconceivable. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> um, anyway, so let's just let's talk about his performance. So it um, it was made on a budget of 16 mil, um, but its box office was 30.9 million worldwide, um, you know, in 1987 dollars. Not much at all, really. But critically, though, it was well received but it has over time it's become quite it's got quite a cult following and as you said you know this this movie is up there with you know some favorites for, for people um and i feel like i might have missed out on something 
Yeah, like I feel, I feel like, I think looking at it as a as an older folk, um, is <laughs> I think if, I, if, I, if I'd like, seen mm. this, I've got I've got just as much hair on my head as um as oh, whatever the character's name is. Oh, Rex, Rex, Rex Wallace Shawn. <laughs> anyway, that's right. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so um, so it's considered one of the best films of the eighties, um, and it's considered one of um, Rob Reiner's 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 best works. A crit critically, like one a comment uh, that's been said uh, from critics is, it's a delightfully postmodern fairy tale. Uh, the Princess Bride is a deft, intelligent mix of swashbuckling romance. And comedy that takes an age-old damsel in distress story and makes it fresh and yep that's fair enough can't really argue with that um from a i guess review standpoint this is this blew me away when i read this rotten tomatoes has it at 97 percent like that's out from 79 reviews um it's an average of 8.5 out of 10. that surprised me because we'll get to it later but i don't necessarily rate it at highly <laughs> so i'm quite quite surprised to see universal claim but uh anyway metacritic gives it 77 out of 100 from 20 reviews and cinema score gives it a um, an a plus so look people like this movie people it's pretty clear people like it um gene siskel and roger ebert gave it two thumbs up so um you know maybe they don't like it as much maybe they're a bit mixed on it <laughs> they're coming in they're coming in mid-ground but that's, that's really like <laughs> Like this movie is rated so highly. I, it like, really I, is. You know, like it's yeah. it's it's great. I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah. the, the the what I'm talking about is the the circumstances. The the ratings are great, um, mm. and it's such an interesting look at this yeah. film, knowing that it's so beloved. Um, as a result, though, there was a bit of a cultural impact. Like, there's not many. There's not like awards and stuff to go over. There's no extensive franchise. They didn't make a video game or anything, or comic book adaptions or anything like that. But yeah. there's still a cultural footprint. Um, the Princess is. Bride, you know, as you said just now, it was not a major box office success, but it became a cult classic mm -hmm. after its release to the home video market. That's when mm. they used to put movies on the videotape, and you rent <laughs> it by its madness. It's a, crazy concept um the film is widely regarded as eminently quotable also as you said just before so Indeed. um if we jump to the year 2000 readers yeah. of total film magazine voted the princess bride the 38th greatest comedy film of all time afi's 100 years 100 passions voted it as or like listed it as number 88 yeah. in december 2011 director jason reitman staged a live dramatic reading of the princess bride script at the la county museum of art mm. um paul rudd played wesley mindy kaling was buttercup yeah pat oswald as vizzini mm. kevin pollack as miracle max goran viznik as inego montoya um and carrie ills damn it I had to say his name again ended <laughs> up switching roles now playing um Humperdinck, Humperdinck. Um, yeah. the director Rob Rayner was playing the grandfather and Fred Savage reprised his role <laughs> it wouldn't be the last time um, yeah. um for his role as the grandson yeah. in 2013 actor Ari Folman released a live action animated film titled The Congress which directly mm. referenced The Princess Bride Folman's film starred Robin Wright playing both a live and animated version of herself as a digitally cloned actress mm. wild stuff right there 2014 yeah. 
Carrie Ewells, damn it, had to say it again. Uh, wrote, <laughs> he wrote, um, as you wish, inconceivable tales from the making of The Princess Bride. So this was a behind-the-scenes account of the film's production, yeah, right. which was co-written by Joe Layden. Now, if we jump all the way to one of the mm-hmm. most recent years, but not quite, um, 2018, Fred Savage, once again, reprising his role for the second time. Yes, reprising <laughs> the second time. Yep. Um, yes. As the grandson in a PG-13 version of Deadpool 2, which was entitled yeah. Once Upon a Time. Oh, Once Upon a Deadpool, sorry. Um, yeah. With Deadpool taking the role of the narrator and reading Deadpool 2's story to him uh, at bedtime and yeah. skipping over the more adult parts from the R-rated version. So that was a fun yeah. little exercise that we got to experience there. Um, yeah. Now, in 2020, a bar, a bar mm-hmm. themed after the film named As You Wish opened in Chicago. Um, fun fact, the, the menu features 16 themed yeah. cocktails, all great stuff. Now, as you as right now, <laughs> if you've watched this movie, as you wish is a very, you know, quite important line. It is said multiple times in this movie. Basically, translation, I love you. Like that is the that is what it means. So yep. very nice stuff there. Look, yeah. that's the footprint. That's what this movie's done. It's yep. you know, it hasn't created a, a long term franchise, although oh my god, can you imagine oh. after saying that it'll be like the Princess oh. Bride too? <laughs> yeah, probably. Let's be real, come on. Come on. Um, either that or either that or just like Harry Potter, it's just gonna get rebooted. <laughs> but that's a sore it's a, it's a sore point. Why not? Let's just upset upset a generation. Let's just do that. Let's just do it. Um <laughs> just, says the says the aging man shaking his fist at a cloud. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's exactly me. Oh, Grandpa Rob. That's me. All right. Grandpa Rob. Let's um let's talk about let's talk about the movie, let's talk about the the genre, so kissing movie versus swashbuckling um, action adventure. I was really pleasantly surprised with this um, because so when I went into this, like I said, I you know I've heard. Well, you from, thought you were uh, watching from, the Princess Diaries, so that's no. <laughs> yes, well, I honestly thought I was going to be watching a, a romance movie because most of the people who had recommended I'd seen this movie were women my age. Um, or a little bit younger, and they were pretty much the type of movie that they generally would recommend to me were generally the romantic, sappy ones, mm. the ones that I get lots of Mickey from my lovely wife for rolling my eyes at and walking out of a room in, usually. Um, I'm, I'm super romantic, obviously. But I was pleasantly surprised by how fun it was, but also the buckling element. I just wasn't expecting it to be, you know, as quirky and piratey as it was, or Zorro-y as it was. <laughs> but it was Zorro-y, yeah. Yeah, is that, is, is that a way, a good way of describing it, maybe, I guess? I mean, I was... yeah, that, that that works. I mean, you got, yeah. Like I said, like, is it like what is a swashbuckler? Is it like a pirate? They wear boots? Like, <laughs> I, I, honestly, honestly I inter- cool. that my interpretation is it's like a pirate movie. Um, now, I did it's get... A pirate it's like Goonies. Get... It's basically Goonies, except with more love. <laughs> what, what I'd say is mine interpretation of this movie it's like a hybrid of a million of a couple of different ones it's got like can you remember that real terrible pirate movie with carrie yules in it said his name again um cutthroat island can you remember that so oh, I, got, I, I have I've a got, vague memory of it so i've got that that i've got those tones a little bit 
a little bit campy on there. And then I got the Robin Hood Men in Tights. I felt like this was almost a Mel Brooks movie. Yeah. Um, and then there was a nice little tender moments between um, Carrie and um, Robin Wright. And I was like, oh, well, no, there is a little bit of a romance in here as well. It's like a little blend of weird movies. Like, this is, that was my interpretation. <laughs> yeah, no, this is, I mean, this is what this movie is. Okay. At its core, all right, mm. never mind the whole narration thing around it, but, well, actually, yeah. no, let's incorporate that. Yeah. It's it's a grandson, it's a it's a grandfather and uh, reading a fairy tale to his son. Now, that's well, is it a fairy tale is, or is it a testament? Well, <laughs> no, I mean, but essentially, it, it's got those core elements of a fairy tale. You know, yeah. like there's adventures, there's a princess. Mm. I mean, there's a wedding, there's a bag. It's got all the key elements of that. Yeah, it's got all the swashbuckling adventure stuff, the fights, the battles, the mm-hmm. climbing a rock. Um, <laughs> you know, like people, you know, getting almost dead. <laughs> almost that kind of stuff. A crazy. <laughs> Very Jewish, almost like wizard type man. Like there's all this weird stuff going on. But then, well, and the Jewish stuff—that's where the, I get the Robin Hood men in tights, like the Mel Brooks well, yeah, stuff. Yeah, and, and like oh, tell yeah. all the Mel Brooks stuff. Shrouded mm. on top of all of that, you've got the satirical kind mm. of like the humor, the the mm. cold delivery of lines that are like mm. they're they're playing it straight. Yeah, but what they're delivering is is like are punchlines and jokes but like they're not mm. jokes as such they're just delivered in a way that it's just like kind of just, they're taking the piss out of the yeah. whole uh, uh fairy tale romance genre and mm. that's where it all comes together and that those elements do overtake the romance stuff where it's you know like like the you know like the the grandson says to his grandfather he's like ah oh, this is a kissing story mm. and it's like oh, look there's kissing in it but just hang tight there's yeah. betrayal and murder and revenge and yeah, all of that kind of stuff it's yeah it's great it's like it's you know it's it's what it's what the boys want you know all that kind of crazy <laughs> crazy stuff and that's what this movie does well is yeah it presents both things mm. takes the piss out of it and we have mm. a bit of a good time but again it's not like it's not like they're delivering jokes as such it's well it's they- they're taking it's just it the seriously. Way. They're doing it straight, but straight face. But it is tri- pure ridiculous. Like when they're yeah, rolling they down are... a hill, and they're just like, you know, as he goes, as you as you wish, and then she jumps after him, and they're rolling down the hill, and you're like, this is utter <laughs> bonkers. This is ridiculous. Like and they just don't stop rolling, oh, and, and there's no music. It's just fo- terrible foley, like just yeah. sound effects. Actually, I have to admit, right, I didn't catch on that they were taking the piss at, until a little way in. So I thought it was just terrible <laughs> filmmaking, but that's... and then it dawned on me. No, hang on, it is a little too terrible. So, so for the first little first bit, I don't know how at what point I was like, nah, they maybe maybe well, maybe think... maybe I'm I'm reading into it a little bit more too much. I, I think I might have not enjoyed it as much until I realised. Oh no, hang on, they're just taking the Mickey a little bit. I think so. But sometimes that that's how things go. Like, uh, there's been plenty of things where I've I've been watching and I'm like. Mm. I'm like, what is this? Like, this is like, this is so, uh, like, no, there's mm. no groundness here. Like, what is going on? And it's like, oh, hang on, this is mm. a satirical thing. Like, they are, like, mm. this is parody. That's what they're doing. And it's like, oh, okay, now I get it. And it's just like, oh, I was taking this way too seriously. Yeah. But I think it's not until you get to like, you know, like the um, 
like the trio of you know adversaries you know mm. and then they become mates sort of all that kind of stuff well, except for uh there's any but um <laughs> that mm. whole thing aside but i think it's it's that interaction there where you're just like oh no this is too goofy to be yeah to be real like this is and that's where it's like ah this is a funny a funny thing but you know you get that mm. you know with the wraparound with fred savage as the grandson and and the granddad like i enjoy that because like i feel yeah. like especially watching this as and I'm gonna refer. I'm gonna refer to myself as a boy, and and, and not a man. <laughs> like, but watching this as a boy, right? Yeah. Where it's like, it's like I'm kind of watching this through the eyes of the boy in this. Yeah. In this movie, where he's he's listening mm. to this story. We're obviously watching the the movie version of it, but he's mm. listening to this story. And at first, he's hesitant. You know, again, it's kissing with the ill yuck like i'm not interested in that like i want to and i was like yeah. oh no no no, no. Look, like look there's gonna be action and violence mm. oh it's gonna be great and then when that starts kicking off he's really invested and you sort of he's, like that mm. kid has a story arc or a character arc, i should say yeah, he does. He, mm. at, at one point he's like he stops the story because he's like hang on like is everything mm. gonna be all right or you know all this stuff mm. and i just feel i don't know it, it's fun to sort of have that narrative um sort yeah. of element I think it is. It's a, it's a really good way of booking the ending. And you're right with what you just said. I, I agree that he actually has his own little arc. Like he's got his own little growth where he's, yeah, he doesn't want to eat a bar of it. It's a, it's you know, it's a gross romance story. But then he realizes that no, there's things in there for him. Like, and then he, and at like, the end of it, at the end of it, he wants to he wants wants it read again the next night. You know? Yeah, like when the when the grand when the granddad's like. Like, he's like, oh, look, we're getting to a point where it's kind of getting a little bit too violent. You're getting too worked up. You should be resting. Yeah. And the kid's like, no! Like, <laughs> you keep telling the story. Like, it's great. And very sweet at the very end when the, you know, like you said, they, it's like, mm. yeah, can, can we read it again or read it another story or whatever he says. Then the granddad leaves and he's just like, as you as wish. You wish. And I was yeah. like, oh, he said the thing. He said the thing. Yeah. He said he loves him. Very sweet at all. Yeah, nice. very, very nice. Or you could interpret it as the granddad is is the is the character. I don't know. That's I, I thought it might be what I know. It's just it was a weird no rabbit it hole. A weird, it was that. a weird finishing moment for me when I was like I said, I only seen this once, and I was like, hang on, are they trying to tie this character to like try the game granddad to the character? Is there something else there? But then again, this it could just be taking the piss a little bit and it's just a nice nice way to finish it and it's just basically saying no, i love you it's just a nice sweet little yeah. ending where he tells his grandson that he loves him look by using absolutely. the words that are in the book the story that he just freaking told where they let's said go, as you wish multiple times let's, let's go let's go with your version um now so yeah okay cool so it's a bit of a genre bending movie in a way um or a little bit unexpected perhaps i'm not sure how about that at the time but definitely was for me at this point now but um the production value and set design and stuff like that i have to say like i have to give it a compliment right so even if i was a little bit maybe not on the same page for a portion of this movie from a thematic point of view the production value and the um the locations and stuff i thought they were really good like i thought like a lot of it, it's all shot mostly in the uk and, and europe i think but like like that big cliff as they're climbing the cliffs what the cliffs what are the Cliff's called again? Bloody hell. Oh, I wrote it down. The Cliffs of Insanity. And they're climbing them. And those big, <laughs> long, wide shots as they're coming in. It's like, wow, they really shot on location here. <laughs> they spared, yeah, no, the, they spared the, no expense on this one. Wow. In terms of, in terms of like, location and those, like, 
Mm. Let's call them like scenery shots and stuff. Yeah. Like very nice review because they, you know, they pick little, like they pick nice little locations and they've, they've put that to their advantage. They haven't had yeah. to create anything. They've just you know, they've pointed the camera when this is pretty. Let's use this. There is a big chunk of this movie though that is very evidently, obviously filmed oh, on yeah. sound stages, yeah, sets. Look, I'm, and I'm going to sit here and say, you know, I mean, remind me, what year are we in again? 87? 87. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, if you look at other movies from the 80s, you can see, like, look, there are some cheap things, but there are also some bigger budget. Mm. Um, you know, they were doing some they were doing some good stuff. So if you compare that kind of realm of where we are, the decade, mm. this movie is is on the cheap. Like, it, it looks cheap. It's and I'm talking all the stuff that's on on sets. It looks like we are mm. on sound stages. Like you, there's no working mm. around that. Mm. However, there is a positive side to it. There's mm. a bit of like a feeling of, am I watching a play? Is this a production? And then there's yeah. almost like a magical yeah. element to that. Like the mm. fact that it does look kind of cheap and crummy, yeah. kind of makes it more wholesome <laughs> and well, well, add something plays, to it to, yeah, to the fairy yeah. tale kind of side to it hmm. look I, I i agree um like the way i interpret it is like it, it just plays into a, a little bit of the that contradiction of genres a little way in a sense where you do have these sweeping shots of the scenery around england and, and ireland and stuff like the clips of insanity for a second but then you will move straight onto a cheap set and it plays into that parody feel, I guess. So, yeah. And that might be part of what got, misled me a little bit at the start was, you know, actually that moment of coming off the, the cliffs of, um, I don't know how to pronounce it in Ireland. It's called Cliffs of Moher or Moore, Moor, something like that. And then it cuts straight to like them climbing up onto a ledge on a soundstage. And you can tell the difference between the two shots. And that's where it was like jarring for me. But then I believe it's intentional, you know? Um, and it get, like you said, it does give that, it feels like, yeah, it could very well just be on a stage, like, you know, a theatre production, like a real, not amateur, but community oh, I mean, theatre, community theatre vibe, <laughs> you know? I mean, look, it would be a pretty, it would be a pretty epic uh, little stage play, like, it, <laughs> on that, if you flip that perspective, I mean, it's like, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty, it's well done. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I believe that they, it's intentional, like, it's an intentional shift. Like they purposely haven't tried to make the sets look too realistic in that sense, mm. you know, but they're juxtaposed against, you know, rural reward establishing really lovely, beautiful establishing shops. Yeah, that's my take on it anyway. Um, and yeah, um, from like a production point of view, like it's, it's, you know, it's a chaotic pr production and like you've got all of this big, this giant blend of random characters that kind of all fit into the, into the story. And that's where it reminds me a little bit of like the Robin Hood men in tights, Mel Brooks concept, where you do just have random cameos of people having like stealing the show, right. You know, and then it moves on to another random character who steals the show again, kind of thing. Um, yeah, it's just a, it's an eclectic mix of, of filmmaking. It's strange. It's a very weird movie, Jason. A very, very strange movie. It's and it sounds like you love it. So, um, mm, I'm, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
we'll still get to that. We'll still get to that. Um, <laughs> Sometimes talking through a movie mm. change your ways. But, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, let's talk the characters, I reckon. Um, I mean, straight up, Wesley, played by Carrie, that guy. Um, <laughs> Didn't even try. <laughs> look, I, I actually really enjoy him in anything he's in, usually, you know? Um, and this is no real exception. Like, he saw. played. <laughs> haven't seen him in that. So I haven't seen that. So um, you, haven't seen, you haven't seen any of the. You haven't seen the first Saw movie. Really? I think I watched some of it. You know, I was still in high school when that was out. You know how I feel about horror movies. Like I know, hate hate them. I'd rather. <laughs> what did I say? I'd rather cut my hand off and dip it into a bowl oh, of salt. Yeah, when I asked you, <laughs> I asked you if, if you wanted to go see Evil Dead Rise, and you were like, yeah. I would rather like cut off my, I don't know what you said, but like cut off my testicles or something. No, 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 I remember it clearly. Cut off my own hand, dip the, dip the stump into a bowl of salt, and then wash it with some lemon juice. That is what I would prefer to do than watch that movie. But that's it just like, It sounds like Carrie is from Saw, like with his stuff. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Uh, anyway, but he's character. <laughs> he's he's great though. Um, you know, and like like I said, like, I I enjoy him in, in like in any of his his movies. I haven't really not enjoyed him. And same as this, he he plays a similar character to some of those others, like the Robin Hood many tights and that kind of thing. Um, and yeah, I got I got nothing to really fault. Like he was he's suave and he's you know he's gentle towards you know buttercup and the, the way he sincerely says as you wish at the start you know that's their little connection yeah but he's, he's also he's silly of, and yeah he's kind of got like a three kind of person uh i guess portrayal in this film well, obviously when you first mm. meet him is he's this like you know he's this young gorgeous farm boy Mm-hmm. thing you know like, you know the movie starts it's like full-on romance like what's going on um mm-hmm. then when you next when you next see him he's you know he's he's the dread pirate roberts he's all domed in the black you know the hood all mm-hmm. kind of thing very zorro-esque um and you're sort of like who is this guy like i mean you know he's the same guy but it's like you know mm-hmm. what's going on where has he been what's there's all this mystery yeah. um but then uh you know later on where it sort of revealed who he is, but he's still kind of like, you know, he does have a bit of a, a bit mm. of an attitude towards, you know, like Buttercup and stuff, just because I've got that distance, but then mm. it starts to get uncovered that he is the same person, but mm. he's more confident and he's, you know, mm. he's kicking ass and he's doing all this stuff. I've got to say though, there's a bit of a mystery that's sort of proposed midway through this movie. And, and I couldn't remember all the details from when I had first watched mm-hmm. this many years ago. Um, the, you know, who is the, there's always this reference about the the man with six fingers. Yeah. Um, who is he? You know, the, who the man who killed Inigo's father. And obviously, mm. it's like, hey, where has Wesley been um, mm. for five years? Like, what's he been up to? What shenanigans has he been doing? Mm. I mean, you, you can't. I, I mean, I don't know if this is the same as you. I'm watching this movie, and I'm like, is he the is he the six? Because obviously, he's wearing. I, he's wearing gloves. Um, I honestly thought. Um, I honestly I, I thought. Remember, but I'm like. Yeah. I, I genuinely like, was thinking be, that he might that be. be a, yeah, yeah. I thought I thought he might be, and I was like, "Oh, hang on, how are they going to turn that around?" Because it, <laughs> if if yeah, you because know, Inigo's 
dad was slaughtered apparently you know quote slaughtered um so well, there'd have to be a there'd have to be a whole redemption arc thrown yeah. in there forgiveness you know those thematic sort of yeah, for slaughtering <laughs> one's father um yeah i i can see that that's easy to forgive that um, or it could be i killed him but it was under these this circumstance yeah. where he attacked me first i don't know defense <laughs> but, but i but i did i definitely like the way that they they show his character with a bit of mystery you know, no, you know, like I said, you know who he is. He's but he's now returned as the Dread Pirate Roberts. Does that mean that he's a murderer? Like it's, I think it's just kind of a fun way of doing it, and we're kind of we, yeah, it's just an interesting vibe that you know we as an audience we have with it because we 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 know that he's going to be the good guy and he's going to be the romantic things, um, you know, uh, you know the love interest, but we also it's you you are you are led to believe that he might be the one for a little bit well i definitely was anyway what do you reckon about he's um the one. he's the one what do you reckon about uh princess buttercup Just, what do you reckon about robin Wright? like i mean this is the youngest i've ever seen yeah. Robin right i mean i'm more familiar with mm. her in you know flash forward you know like a whole decade to like the forest gump kind of era mm. and then and then so on so I'm, to me i'm like she was unrecognizable as young as she is in this um and yeah. look she's doing a fine job very sweet um obviously doing the you know the princess mm -hmm. farm girl and then later on the the princess bride as the mm -hmm. title character um i mean there's not anything too overly yeah interesting to her i mean she has her moments later on where she sort of is pushing back fighting back um mm -hmm. and then obviously she's when she believes that wesley is dead she's you know she's basically prepared to give it all up all that yeah. kind of stuff so like she has she has moments to sort of flex a little bit and like do a few things but i mean overall she she kind of serves her purpose as mm. the princess the love like the female love interest and then and yeah. as the title says the princess bride, bride because there is a wedding mm. yeah yeah what about you um look i to me She's probably the least interesting character out of this, and that surprised me a little bit. Like, let me kind of explain that a little bit. Because she is the namesake for the movie, I just for some reason was expecting her to have a little bit more, not prominence, because she's prominent, but I don't know. I just thought, I just thought like that she, she was kind of, of more of a passenger to things to, for the most yeah, part. Yeah, and yeah. she almost plays the MacGuffin of the mm. story, but as a character, that's not great to be um obviously her character is important and there's no yeah, yeah definitely but i guess all the other characters as well like you know they get to delve more into the satirical thing mm. even like not just like the trio of villains but like the well, companions mm. i should call them not villains yeah. but yeah. you know when we get to our main villains like at least they're even they're offering mm. sort of some like and again very dry but it's a mm. unique kind of comedic chops to, to what they're doing, where I think, yeah, like, Princess Buttercup is just straight up just a normal yeah. girl slash princess slash damsel in distress kind of thing. That's what, that's what I mean. Like, she's kind of more there's not much like to it. generic in that sense. And other, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, like I said, it's just the least, it's not the least interesting bad. for it's me. It's just kind of yeah. just vanilla. not interesting. <laughs> it's vanilla. <laughs> It's just it's generic to me. I, I don't know. I just Princess I was expecting there to be like I said. I was expecting a bit more, like I don't know, more 
more development. Like it's not like she didn't have development, but I just thought it would be a little bit more. I thought I it should be she, more she prominent. Does have, I don't know. She does have moments later on with you I know, but to express a bit, but you like there's just not much to yeah, it. It's all right. So so yeah, that's that's my my take on it. Um Prince Humperdink, played by Chris Sarandon. He's just a dick. I mean <laughs> I mean pretty much. That kind of sums it up. And that's not a bad thing. <laughs> no, 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 no. He plays, I mean, it, plays it fine. Like, yeah. Like, like Chris, Chris Sarandon has this presence about him, and he makes for a yeah. very fine adversary mm. uh, villain thing. And what's interesting in this movie is that there are, there's almost like two main villains because you've got Humperdinck, which is obviously the adversary for Wesley, um, the whole mm. thing with Princess Buttercup being the Princess Bride, his yeah. bride, all of that conflict. He's basically the one that's like, I have her, blah, blah, blah. But then obviously you have the the person who's revealed to be, you know, Anega Montoya's father's killer. Mm. Um, and then when we get to the movie, it's sort of like we have kind of two battles going on, yeah. but primarily mm. Humperdinck is the main antagonist here. Yeah. Um, and he's and again, he kind of, each of his scenes are kind of just, and again, there's that mm. subtle humour to what he's doing because it is just like wow this is so stereotypical and yeah. it's just basically in rooms with other you know his yeah. you know, minion type characters and he's just sort of yeah. just like saying things and being like this is what we need to do and that person needs to be yeah. captured send this person over there and obviously his vizier he's barking orders at him mm. all that kind of stuff later on um kind of joyful to obviously have him <laughs> tied up and just being being served the i guess yeah. beaten by wisdom rather than, than yes. this and like yes which is also it. not expected well i wasn't expecting that as the, the outcome but um that was you know but i mean that's in different. line with wesley's wesley's traits yeah yeah absolutely absolutely uh, that's his thing that's absolutely um well yeah okay so that I don't really have any more to really kind of comment on with um, Prince Humperdinck, other than, like I said, he's a dick and a coward and two-faced piece of shit. But um, more like Prince Humperdinck. <laughs> Humperdinck. Um, and let's talk about the trio of companions. Let's start first with um, Wallace Shawn's Bizzini, uh aka Rex. Um, <laughs> or, or, inconceivable. Or any, any... <laughs> inconceivable. Uh, I thought he was very funny. I didn't realize he was going to die. Um, I just oh the 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 only crime and the major mm. well the major crime this movie has is that the Wallachon does not stick around as Vanini Vazini. Um, he's mm. he's there. He's gone. Um, <laughs> look, <laughs> it's such a like just on the inconceivable. It's such a memorable mm. like just line um, and a. Uh, um, a memorable character that just mm. does not have that much screen time in this. Really the the whole thing with the uh, you know like I've, you've got the little gauntlets and I've I've poisoned one of them, but then it's like I'm gonna switch. You know he's this is Wesley. You know it's a, it's a battle of wits. That's mm. like I I switched them, or did I? Um, <laughs> would you like? Would I assume that you would assume that I would switch them back? Like it's. It's mental, and then he drinks it, and then he dies. Yeah, but he, he dies in the most <laughs> absurd, weird way. He's like, you know, he's laughing hysterically, and then he just 
falls over because he <laughs> thinks he's cracked it. He's like, I yeah. know that you want me to do it, like to, for me to believe that you've whatever he said. It's 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 a great exchange of dialogue that runs for about four minutes. Um, yeah, he's so confident that he's like, I've got the correct one. Drinks it. Yeah, still so convinced. Laughs, dies. Um, yeah, I mean it's great. And... So while, while he's the short time he's on screen. He's, he's great. He's brilliant. So, But that's it. That's the extent mm. of his character. Mm-hmm. That's it. Correct. That's <laughs> it. No, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> um, but then we've got... So he's got his other other two companions. Um, we've got uh, Physique, uh, who's Andre the Giant, Beast of a Man. He... I don't know how many movies he was in, but this is the only one I've ever seen him in. Um, should we do a should we do a live play by play of Andre the Giant? Um, what is it, filmography? So obviously he was a professional wrestler, yeah. Yes, correct. I'm doing it, I'm doing it now. I'm doing it now. Yeah, I'm doing it right um, now. Well. Princess Bride is the first one that pops up. There were a whole bunch of um, WrestleMania WWE type films. He there is a movie big, called Andre big the Foot Giant. In six, That's he plays Bigfoot in one Doco. movie. Oh, very nice. Um, Mickey and Maud. Oh, Trading Mum. He was in the movie Trading Mum. I've seen that. That's a, That's a David Arquette. It's like a wrestling thing. It's a whole bunch of wrestling stuff. A few other little little things, but it's mainly wrestling. Mm. Anyway, sidetrack there. But yeah, look, he's he's a movie. But this is either this is the first one that pops up when you Google his filmography. Um, mm. Look, he has this presence in this movie that is like. It's kind. It's nice. Like at first, obviously, he's presented as this like the muscle, this menacing yeah. beast. Um, but then later on, it's just sort of like, yeah, I'll help you. Like <laughs> you yeah. know, it's it's good. <laughs> and he's very protective over Enigo um, after Enigo's yeah. you know he's injured. You know, he carries him. Yeah, takes him to where he needs to be. Oh, even mm. with um, Wesley as well. Obviously, when he's almost dead. Um, yeah, yeah. Carrie <laughs> takes him to the takes him to the um to to Miracle mm. Max. Um, I, I, I mean, I know. I liked him. Like he's you know, there's little little quirks and stuff. Like he, you know, he he doesn't want to just hide behind a rock and drop a rock on his head because he thinks it's like crass or something like that. Like his <laughs> his attitude is like yeah, he's he wants to face him face him man on man kind of thing. But he he's also you know, you know, he's quirky on the boat where he's saying rhymes and he's annoying um, Vizzini as well, like where he keeps on, I can't remember the lines, but they're on the boat and he keeps on, oh gosh, I can't even remember it. But either way, it's just, a, he's a quirky character and there was more dialogue in this than I thought he would have. I thought he might just actually be silent for some reason, um, mm. but I hadn't heard him speak before ever before this. So I was kind of pleasantly just... surprised to see it, what, you know, how he was used. I, I, I... I wish because obviously because he is the muscle. You figure, mm. I figured like when you get to the, you know, the third act, I figured he would have had a bigger role to play. Um, because as we said, it's like you know you've got these two antagonists, and it is mm. kind of like Wesley's antagonist, and then you've got Inigo's antagonist, and it's kind of yeah. The movie takes its moment to be about them, sort of mm. taking on their adversaries, um, and as a result physique isn't anywhere to be seen during you know like what said they run through the castle and all that kind of stuff but he does make his a triumphant return 
at the very end and he's got those horses ready to go he's just like let's go <laughs> he's yeah got, he's got yeah. so he's obviously yeah. Oh, that's where he was. He was collecting the steeds. <laughs> that's good. That's right. Yeah, the four horses for them. Yeah. Um, oh, no, he's great. And it did, <laughs> one of the lines I had a little bit of a giggle at as well um, was when, uh, when um, oh, what's his character's bloody name? This, this is what happens when you only watch the movie once. Um, Wesley, <laughs> when Wesley, um, you know, chokes him out, makes him, knocks him unconscious. He like he whispers something along the lines of like dream of a big woman or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just yeah. like, what the hell is this movie? What is it? Um, but yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, Andre the Giant. Um, I guess R.I.P. He passed away in like nineteen ninety six, I think, or ninety five, something like that. It was a while ago. That was many years ago. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then of course, out of the, the three companions, you've also got. Um, uh, Inigo Mon- Montoya, um, played by Mandy um, Patinkin. Patinkin. <laughs> Mandy now, Patinkin. Mandy Patinkin. Now, he is somebody that I know and I didn't know it. Like, I, when I was watching this movie, I was going, who the hell is he? I, I've seen him. I know. I, I've seen him before. And I, I really couldn't place it. It was only after um, like researching it a little bit of where, you know, where we actually... You see it. I think he's on his like NCIS and all that stuff, isn't he? Uh, criminal Criminal Minds. Criminal, I think he criminal has Minds. A... So I think that's where I know him from. But um, he looks very young in this movie, and yeah, I I thought as a as a character, um, I mean his his accent's definitely on the nose a little bit, but um, I think that's just part of the fun, I guess. But it's um yeah, I thought he was a, he was a great character, and you know from the start he says you know. I'm hunting for the six-fingered man. He, he hears a story and he says, "You know, when I see him, I'll, um, I'm going to like introduce myself and you know, tell him to prepare to die, kind of thing." Um, there's a really cool meme. You've probably seen it before, Jace. You know, um, where it says, "You know, you, whenever you're having a job interview or something like that, all you should set set expectations, be concise, and yeah." And oh, I can't. It's what I can't even just. I, I state your name. name. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's something like is like you state your name. Mm. Um, state, I guess like the yeah, purpose. Know, like a, yeah, the purpose, yeah. which is purpose. Yeah, and, and then, then set like, expectations. You, <laughs> yeah, like, prepare to die. I'm, uh, my name is Inigo Montoya. <laughs> you killed my father. <laughs> prepare to die. <laughs> and it's really cool. Um, I mean, yeah, he's, he's such a this is this is i think this more than anything like i think he's got and it might just be because you know antonio banderas uh the zorro vibes that come through with him you know even though we had wesley in you know and they're all black with the cape and all that kind of stuff in the, the yeah. mask but um mandy Patingen has those those um antonio banderas vibes mm, that is sort does. of bringing that element i in uh, home a little bit more with it i find you know, even though, like, obviously Wesley has his his journey and, you know, he's sort of our lead that we're following, I feel mm. like Montoya is, I guess, like, more of the, this is a weird way I've described it, he's like, he's like the spicy character. He's the one where it's like, oh, you're having a bit, um, there's a bit more here, a bit more fun that we, we get. It's a revenge yeah. story. He eventually meets the man he's been after and he gets that moment and he, he has to take him out. Like, it's all it's all there like it's um 
yeah, there's a lot happening. And obviously when Wesley has that moment where he mm. is, you know, you know, tortured and then almost dead or whatever, whatever the light yeah. is, yeah. Um, Montoya it pretty much becomes the lead until we get Wesley back to, mm. you know, back to full back life. Into it. Back into the fight. <laughs> back yeah. into it. Like he's the one that's sort of saving him, getting, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, felt like his, Felique is doing the you know, whatever physique. Sorry, physique is doing the heavy lifting, mm. but essentially, um, Montoya's like, He's I know where to take him. him. Let's get this done. He is carrying oh, yeah. the movie for that yeah. period. So because of that, mm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame people for thinking he essentially is a major player. Like he's, he's the lead for the. He probably has the majority of screen time as a result. I can't confirm that, but I mean, I, it feels like it. Well, to to me, watching this just a single time. He is the most intriguing character. Um, whether or not he has a full arc, as much compared to others or, or whatever, not, not really. Don't really know because I, I would say really, I would say does do, he? But, I mean, he has his purpose. He has a and purpose. He's out and he, there. He, he is kind it. of thrown. Yeah. He is kind of just thrown into this plot. Where yeah. He has his own thing going on. But he's the most um, intriguing. Um, and he kind what, of completes his the like he completes his lifelong mission thing that he has his personal yeah. thing and then by the end of it it's sort of like i mean it's he does have the question of, yeah yeah like what do i do now where do, what happens next and he gets and then, offered the the title yeah, of <laughs> yeah the title of um the death death pirate roberts because yeah it's a yeah it's um yeah it's a title it's not an actual person which is a nice little twist on it as well but, but, but again leaning into that zoro element where it's like you know now he's going to look like zoro which is great <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> um now, my favourite scene in the movie is actually with um, Inigo Montoya and um, and Wesley. It's when they they're having their 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 duel, um, and they're trying to figure out each other. You know how I guess they they're mm. clearly appreciating each other, and then they they comment something along the lines of, um, you know, like, uh, you know, like I'll. I'll go, I'll stop going easy on you. I'm not left-handed. And then they switch handed. The other one turns around and goes, I'm not left-handed either. <laughs> and then they, it, it's just a nice cool exchange of, they clearly yeah. really, uh, they're respecting each other, but they're also very it's like the most fighters. It's the most gentlemanly, like, duel, <laughs> like sword duel. Mm. That you'll see. It's, um, yeah, it's crazy. And it is just sort of, I don't know, it's, it's that, it's that fun thing of just like, I've been holding back my very anime like actually, you know, I've been holding back this whole time. Now yeah. I'm gonna show you my full strength. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm gonna use my dominant hand now. Mm. I'm gonna have to because you're worthy and it's just yeah, and it's just so they're just so charming to each other that they're just yeah. And by the end of it it's like oh, I'm gonna have to kill you. Mm. But um yeah, I like it. Well, and <laughs> I also like it like they at some point he, they say, you know, like they stop and they go, All right, I'll wait until you're ready, kind of thing. Like they <laughs> There's no viciousness. It's just respect and like, no. Honorable, it's a respect. Honorable, yeah. honorable is the word. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Do you know what? Um. You know mm. what? Watching this, I can't help but think. Um. And obviously, this came many years after. Um. Mm. But okay, Shrek, and mm. the all of that. I mean, obviously, same sort of vibes, right? We've got the fairy yeah. tale. There's action, romance mixed in. Obviously, the very mm. heavy satirical parody stuff yeah. that's throughout mm. obviously you've got those comparisons but then you take a look at physique this big muscle thing shrek yeah. we've got um, 
like Inigo Montoya is sort of like the the puss in boots type yeah. character, and then I'm like, all right, so we've got a donkey. Yeah, maybe Wesley. <laughs> or or is is it more that um that donkey is is Vizzini? <laughs> where it's like if he just shut up he'd be okay <laughs> yeah yeah mate, I, don't know. I don't i don't know but yeah, i can see the parallels there i can see the parallels mainly with the puss in boots and um um inigo montoya though um yeah. but, but i mean that's because that's, they're that like Toro those... as well and yeah but that, yeah it goes into those tropes of those types of characters in this kind of genre of movie yeah. which is it's cool yeah yeah um who else we got on our character list we've got Count Tyrone Rugen, 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 can't remember how they pronounce it, played by Christopher De Guest. This is another piece of shit, really. <laughs> well, nothing, I mean, nothing again, really to comment on. So, uh, like, he's the vizier of of the of Prince Humperdinck, and mm. he is kind of like this character that's there the whole, the whole time. Yeah, and then you get that reveal, yeah, that sixth finger, and you're like, it's him, it's him. Um, yeah. And you're right, like, he basically is just a dick, douche kind of character. Mm. So, again, it's great when he kind of comes face-to-face with Montoya. Mm. And Montoya gets mm. it done. He does. And that's it. Like, that's... <laughs> and that little exchange is cool because um, Montoya keeps on repeating his phrase, like, he, like over and over again. And the guy's like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Kind of, I'm like, why do you keep saying this kind of thing? And it's, yeah, like, those... Yeah, I like I like that whole exchange, and then not just the exchange, but you know, um, Montoya when he gets you know more, look what appears to be mortally wounded, but then he's not. Um, like he pulls himself up, and yeah, he's got that. He's got that purpose. It's just a nice. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. This, this movie does do the whole like we believe that Montoya is dead. Yeah, and then like a, yeah, cops cop out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah, um, save the day. <laughs> now, now, yeah. Now let's talk about probably one of the most coolest characters in the movie that just appears, <laughs> and that, and it was a complete surprise to me until I didn't even know it. I did not even notice it during the movie. It was only afterwards that I noticed it, and that will be uh, Miracle Max, the Medicine Man, who's played by Billy Crystal, which just blew me away reading that. No, I had this no is idea where it's Billy Crystal. I no idea. This is where the movie goes full like like we are we watching a, a Mel Brooks yeah. movie. Like this yeah. is like Spaceballs vibes. <laughs> like, well, absolutely, is... it is. It's just random steal, um, scene stealing character. This larger than life, there. like being. Yeah, and it's but then also in in true like Jewish nature. Well, Okay, I'll rephrase that. In in true satirical <laughs> Jewish yeah. nature, they make him also just like this really cheap character. Where it's yeah. like, I'll do this, but like, what am like, you know, what's the pay? Like, it's like, yeah. oh yeah, what do I get charge you this? It's like, yeah, and then his wife is just like, stop being cheap, like, just yeah. help him out, you know, like, bonkers um, <laughs> character. I mean. This character really stands out, like costume-wise and the design mm. and the look of him. Very different to what every everyone else and everything else is, is looking like in this movie. Yeah. Like this is like a almost like a mystical type character, but then you've yeah. got all those like again very humorous like Jewish qualities. Yeah. To, to the, to the it, which is he's also the one who. Um, yeah, I was gonna say he's also the one responsible for that line. Um, the um, 
mostly dead. It's still mostly slightly dead. alive. That's it. Thank you. I've been saying like, yeah, slightly alive. alive. Yeah, which yeah, I thought was, almost I, I had a bit of a laugh out loud when when I heard him say it. Um, I don't know why. It's not when you think about it. It's not that funny. But it just it felt <laughs> funny to me, and the delivery was great. Um, but also just yeah, he's just an interesting character, um, Miracle Max, um, who because you know he kind of looks like he's kind of like a witch, like a um not a witch because he's not a witch, but you know like he. It's like he's like a beggar almost. Like he, it really looks rough and gross, and he looks like he's, um, you know, gonna. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Doesn't look like a, a doctor of any kind, really. Oh, he's. But, I don't know. He's got kind of like, like, he's got old timey wizard slash like goblin vibes. <laughs> yeah, like, I guess that's a really, yeah. Oh, mad scientist, wizard, well. wizard, go- wizard goblin. Yeah, I got you. Definitely, I, I hear you. So anyway, there you go. There's, there, I think he's like a, a um, scene stealer for sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, some others, others as well. Another scene stealer is the um, the uh, the bishop that's marrying them. That's with his his speech impediment that he has. <laughs> that, it's just so good. over just the top to, and absurd. He just wants but, to get it done. Yeah. Oh, it's very funny. Very amusing. I think. So anyway, <laughs> um, so there's the characters. Um, you know, I mean, it all it all works out well in the end. You know, Inigo appears to become the the drag pirate Roberts. Um, you know, they the the leads get to make out. It's awesome. It's great. Always fun. The romance, the kissing part of the movie. Um, I mean, obviously, yeah. Like, there's the there's the wedding that wasn't complete. Um, yeah. Hence the yeah. princess bride thing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they outsmart the villain, the day is saved, white horses, um, mm-hmm. riding off into the sunset. It's all it's very all nicely wrapped up. Um, yeah. so, we'll just brush over the attempted suicide thing. That's all good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was just avoiding it. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's very brief. It's very brief. It's very, and it's all. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like it's Robin Wright's finest moment in this movie, but it's like, yeah, yeah, that's just the thing that happened. Um, but that's yeah. it. It's all pretty much wrapped up as all sort of good fairy tales are. Yeah. Um, and again, yeah, it goes back to the bookend of the the grandfather and the and the grandson mm-hmm. finishing off the story, and and it closes out. So yeah, very nicely done. It is. It's that's a, this movie. It's and that is this movie indeed. That's the movie. Um, so I reckon it's time we uh, we give our, our rating, our out of five VHS tapes. Um, you know, I'm hosting this one, Jace. So you know, I'll, I'll pass it on to to yourself. You go, you can go first. What do you got? What do you got cool. for me? Yeah, all right. You're being consistent. I like that. Um, okay. <laughs> um, now look, I quite enjoyed this. Like, it's there's a charm, and there's there's a there's a little like. There's a wholesome magical element to this, mm. not literal magic, but like just a magical quality about what this movie is presenting. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say it's a masterpiece or it's you know it's the finest mm. filmmaker, but I think the intention of what this movie, like what they wanted this to be, which is exactly what we said, you know, like it's a it's a fairy tale, swashbuckling adventure action thing with satirical comedic um you know like mm. 
undertones, overtones, whatever. The tones are there. Um, <laughs> there's there's funny there's funny stuff in here. Memorable, yeah. um, dare I say, borderline, you know, iconic stuff. I mean, uh, you know, yeah. People, people. I think more people know the like the quotes and the lines and and those kind of stuff yeah. more so than they probably have watched this movie, which is which is crazy. Um, I'm not mm-hmm. going to go crazy like be silly with this, but look, I had a good time. It's enjoyable. Yeah. Um, but look, the 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 movie's getting on. It's it's dating a little bit. Yes. <clears throat> um, did it have me gripped and engaged the entire time? Not really there was probably even a bit mm. in the middle where i was sort of like okay this is kind of dwindling a bit but then something yeah. like miracle max will happen i'm like i'm back because i don't know what's going on this is madness yeah. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> so i'm going to come in with a with a with a modest three out yeah. of five where i'm like look it's a decent flick i can see the i can see the the joy that this movie can bring i mm. felt a little bit of it um but i'm not in love with this movie um this is it's a fun movie. It's yeah. cute. It's nice. Oh, yeah. I had a good time. Three out of okay. five. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Three out of five. It's respectable. It's respectable. Um, for me, right, so like I said, I've seen this movie once, um, and I've seen it as a 37-year-old man. Um, old man is the, is the hint there. Um, now, <laughs> I – I this it's it's a, it's – it's a funny movie. I can see where the iconic lines are and how it really has endured such, you know, such a prominent legacy, um, especially with people our age kind of thing. But I will say, I think it has dated maybe a little too much for first time viewing now. So I've more appreciated some of this from our conversation more than I did watching the movie in itself. Um, so my initial, if I'm just looking at it face value as, a, as as the movie and how I felt afterwards, like I said, for the first bit, I wasn't really even sure what the hell was going on with this this movie. I wasn't even sure where. What if, is if, this? If it, I wasn't sure if I was watching like you know a movie of the quality of of the room almost, and then wow. But then I was no no, but then it's just because it felt so tonally like. <laughs> I, I did not see it. Feel... I did not kill him. I did. <laughs> <laughs> just didn't feel like it was intentional at the start. It felt jarring. And then I had an appreciation for it. But that so that in itself took me out of it. Um, now, I think if I was a, if I watched this earlier, I probably would be a little bit more uh, positive about it. Because, you know, I, I feel there's definitely a it was a time in history when you know you would have been part of a bigger conversation with this. You know, it was it was a trend, it was a movement, it was a it's a cult classic kind of thing. But as a single viewer, it, it I'm struggling actually to get over like two and a, two and a half for me. Um, I, I could could go to three, but I'm going to stick with two and a half because there's yeah, it isn't. I'd have, I think I have to rewatch it again with it after this conversation to see if I actually enjoyed a bit more. To be honest. Um, so for first time listeners, <laughs> not listeners, viewers of this movie, um, yeah, I'd be really interested to find out what other people's views are as a first time viewer for this. Um, and yeah. look, that that's completely fair. And I suppose, like, obviously, I wasn't too familiar with the movie, but I had seen mm. it before. I had just sort of forgotten the, the most of it. So watching it again, at least, I had an idea of what this movie was. Like, I like yeah. the vibe, the the you know like the 
I knew that there were the the comedic elements to it, so I wasn't yeah. surprised or or put off. And, and there was a bit where I was like, okay, like I know that the movie's starting off with like we're on the farm and it's all romantic and beautiful yeah. looking, and that's what they're doing. I'm like, ah, oh, but all the crazy stuff is is coming. So yeah, it's like it's always different kind of experiences yeah. there, but that's all. That's what's interesting. How yeah. you how you view something for the first time, yeah, can, absolutely, can change it. But it's uh, good to know that you you're keen to sort of check it out again. Maybe rope the wife into it and see. If... I think I think I might have to because ge- genuinely, this conversation has it's definitely given me a different perspective of this for sure. So I'll be I'll be interested to see it again for sure. Um, maybe just one more once once more before just one more time and then, like, and then before I age out yeah um, so <laughs> or, if you watch it after right. forty then you're just you're not, you're not doing any self faves yeah all right all right <laughs> okay so ladies and gentlemen <laughs> that was our rewind to uh, 1987's The Princess Bride. We hope you're enjoying this episode of Rewind and Review. Make sure you subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, wherever you can find us, and feel free to leave us a review. Yeah, um, follow us on social media as well, please. We're on Facebook um, at uh, Rewind um, and Review Podcast, um, and Twitter and Instagram as that Film Stew Podcast. If you haven't already, check out our other shows, That Film Stew and Sounds Like Comics, each of those mm-hmm. pages um or each of those shows i should say also have their own facebook pages it's obviously been a while since we've done this yeah (laughs) absolutely but we're back on we're back on the bike um so thanks very much for listening everybody this has been another episode of rewind and review and we'll see you on our next trip Please rewind this cassette before returning it to your video library.